This podcast is sponsored by Sonos. Sonos is offering the listeners of Dungeons and Demogorgons 10% off one order of $2,500 or less for any product on Sonos.com. This offer is available for a limited time only and cannot be combined with other discounts or promotions. Use the promo code STRANGER10, capital S-T-R-A-N-G-E-R-1-0 at Sonos.com to receive this offer. It's total carnage at the Hawking's lab as the Demogorgons sweep through the facility, killing nearly everyone. Mike and Joyce sedate Will after realizing the shadow monster is using him to locate the survivors. The power goes out and the facility goes into lockdown. Bob is the only one with the computer skills necessary to reboot the lab's computers and disable the security locks. He manages to do exactly that in heroic fashion, allowing Hopper, Joyce, Will, and Mike to escape. Bob dies in the attempt, torn apart by the creatures, devastating Joyce. Jonathan, Nancy, Steve, Lucas, Dustin, and Max arrive simultaneously and help the others escape in the vehicles. Our combined team decides to interrogate Will in Joyce's shed, disguising the inside so the shadow monster won't know where they are at. Will manages to communicate to his friends and family by tapping Morse code with his fingers without the shadow monster knowing. He tells them their only hope is to close the gate. However, Joyce's phone rings and Will recognizes the sound. The shadow monster dispatches its demogorgons to the scene, and things look grim for the survivors. Suddenly, the monsters are silenced, and in walks Jane to save the day. Welcome to Dungeons & Demogorgons, the officially unofficial podcast for Stranger Things on Netflix. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And we just got done watching Season 2, Episode 8, titled Chapter 8, The Mind Flayer. Uh, we get a name for this thing, finally. We can stop calling it the Shadow Monster like we did in the intro. Oh, Called well. the Mind Flayer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I like the Shadow Monster. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's, it's that. An, it's descriptive. It's an, it's an imperfect metaphor. Shadow Monster is what the thing is. Uh, <laughs> it's not a metaphor. It's an I, analogy. You know what? I'm going to go with Shadow Monster <laughs> until it says, please call me Mind Flayer. Uh, and I'm going with the, the Jane 11 rule. Uh, uh, what do you think of the episode? I thought it was great. Um, I'm I'm super happy to be back in Hawkins, picking up where we left off in episode six, and in in awesome fashion. Like everything just kicked right back into gear for me. Yeah, um, I I uh, man, I, there, and getting the group back together like that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted for the final climactic battle. Get the entire group yeah. back together, fighting as a unit against this this monster, uh, the Mind Flayer. Yeah, I agree. I plus this was the most emotion I think that the season has brought. Mm, uh, yeah. You know, Bob's death. I was, you know, I don't, I don't know who felt it more, me or Joyce. Uh, <laughs> I, I really got attached to to, to Bob the Brain, uh, and I felt like that they did some retrospective character building, which would a little bit, you yeah. know, like we sh- t- talk shit about in The Walking Dead all the time. But like Bob is already a great character. In fact, he was. Yeah, I said to begin this episode. Or as he was heroically saving the day, um, I'm like, well, he's he's too good of a character to die. And then I realized, shit, he's such a great <laughs> character that killing him would actually mean something. Yeah, that's exactly why he has to die. But I like how Mike eulogized him. We find out that he was the founder of the Hawkins AV mm-hmm. Club, which brought these boys together. And he was the one that kind of funded it. And he, and he, he taught he, Mr. Clark everything he knew. Everything he knew. That's, that's, that's pretty cool. So and, I, I'm guessing... He he was not Mr. Clark's teacher. He was a uh, student along with Mr. Clark, right? Mm, yeah. Because Mr. Clark seems to be about Bob's age. Yeah. But, the, you know, this is the, – the thing is, is, like, this is the age – like, computers were a very new thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, 
you know, you had these 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 nerds like, you know, like obviously Bob the Brain and, and Mr. Clark were probably nerds that went to Hawkins. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, the Radio Shack era and the computer era, like I, I could see that like, yeah, they're both nerds. But but uh, Bob brought Clark a- along in the ways of the Tandy. Yeah. And, and, I, and the GW Basic and whatever the hell they were using there. Honestly, the, the eulogy is so perfect because. Obviously, Sean Astin was a character in the Goonies. He was Mikey. Um, and he kind of taught everything, taught everybody everything they knew about the 80s, right? Yeah. Like, he is iconic 80s. And to eulogize him in this way as he's killed off uh, in the series, I thought was really, really nice. Yeah, no, I it's it's great. And then, like, I got really, uh, I, I felt a lot of emotion when everyone was trying to make this connection to Will. Mm-hmm. And they are talking about all these uh beautiful experiences they've had you know at various ages like i really i really got uh, a lump in my throat when like mike was talking about their first day in kindergarten yeah and then uh when when jane walks in Mm -hmm. and saves the day it's like yeah i I fucking couldn't handle it uh (laughs) it it's 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 so good it's um I mean, shit. I want to say it's my favorite episode, but there's still one to go, and there they've is. all been they've all been really good in my book. Now, did you after like everything fell right back? Like you know, it seemed like you were really uh, concerned about the momentum loss. Do you not mind last episode more now that you saw that like the episode got right back into the swing of things, or do you still? Think no, that- I still think it, the episode could have been done better. It could have been intertwined into the plot that we were seeing at Hawkins. Um, and it would have been it would have flowed better in my opinion but yeah. uh you know it didn't it didn't kill the end of this season for me certainly like i'm i'm right back in it now um and now that l's back with the group everything is a okay <laughs> uh what what What's the fate of Dr. Paul Reiser? Good question. So the last we see of him, he's shouting run to Bob, right? Yeah. And, and watching the monitors. And I've got to say, when he started, quote unquote, guiding Bob, I'm like, fucking evil Dr. Paul Reiser. <laughs> he's going to lock him in the lab and the Demogorgons are going to gangbang uh-huh. him and impregnate him. And he's going to he's going to be filed into like this hermetically sealed glass coffin. And Dr. Evil Dr. Paul Reiser is going to leave in a helicopter twirling his non-existent <laughs> mustache. Uh-huh. But I, I think... I don't see I, – well, I mean, I don't know why he would die because it looks like the Demogorgons were all concentrated on the people leaving. So maybe he mm-hmm. maybe he can survive. On the other it, hand, he'd be the only one left in that facility alive. Right. Here's the thing. If Doctor, if evil Dr. Paul Reiser comes mm-hmm. back, do not trust him because he's probably under the power of <sighs> the Mind Flayer, right? right? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. He's probably been willed and it's – some kind of ploy. Do not fucking trust Paul Reiser from here on out. Yeah. If what? you ever thought he was a good guy, you know for sure that he's not now. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, I... Man, I... Uh, that, there was some grisly shit in that lab. Like, those Demogorgons, were, yeah. or the Demodogs, as uh, Dustin dubbed them, are not fucking around. No, especially what they did to poor Bob. Oh, yeah, Bob died hard. They, they ripped him to pieces. Remind me a lot of some of the early deaths on The Walking Dead, where just people died screaming. Yeah. Um, and, and I, you and, know... And also, like, I thought... Because, like, okay, Hopper's been to Nam. He knows how to do, r- yeah. run that M16 and he's, as he's swinging up in slow motion. And, like, the Demogorgon was on Bob, but he hadn't quite done fatal damage. And, like, oh, yeah. Hopper's going to save the day. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. He like, would have, I think, but the Demogorgons. There's just too many too of many them. Too many of them, yeah. yeah he can't stop Like, them he could have stopped the one, maybe. It's unclear to me how 
gunfire affects the Demogorgons, if at all. Yeah, it seems not very much. Like, I don't understand whether they're, like, unusually tough or armored or... Mm-hmm. Maybe have I some don't know, kind what, of what Hopper, healing powers. What Hopper, what Hopper needed was a... Uh, what, what Hopper thrower. really needed was a flamethrower. Yeah. yeah. Now, I don't think that would have helped Bob much. <laughs> no. But, uh, God damn. I can't... They, they killed Bob. Because I was just thinking, like... Uh, I could see him being a character going forward, mm-hmm. but it's not going to happen. Yeah, so, I mean, he died in heroic fashion, as we mentioned. Um, it's the best you it, can ask, yeah. It's, it's the Jurassic Park gambit, and I know that Jurassic right. Park is not of the era as far as the show goes, but right. it certainly was an influence here. Like the old oh, restore yeah. the power, reboot the computers operation, hold it's, on to it, your butts. Except for he was a Samuel L. Jackson and Laura Dern all wrapped up. And, and yeah. the girl who knows Unix. All, when all he reached up for that power line. switch, I I expected an arm to drop <laughs> yeah. down on his shoulder. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So total total Jurassic Park thing there. But Bob Bob the Brain did save the day with his basic powers, and I mm-hmm. liked how, um, <laughs> you know, he's not just an electronics wizard. He's also, I mean, he's just smart in every arena. Yeah, and I think. Um, uh, I guess I buy that. You like we mentioned that it may be a little bit of retconning that that he was, you know, the founder of the AV club, but he works at Radio Shack we, in the eighties. I totally believe that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Radio Shack was a very different beast in the eighties. Radio right. Shack was the electronics tinkerer store, right? right. Um, it was not RC cars and cell phones, right? Uh, which eventually probably led to its death. Well, I mean, what led to its death is just. <laughs> that that, that tinker thing just kind of went away for, for a while, yeah. But they could have gotten the Arduino game. They could have gotten a 3D printing game. Like they just mm. didn't. They didn't jump on the things that the the tinkerer crowd was jumping onto. That's true. At the right well, times. you know what though? I think they went more, more to the appeal. point. There was like a 15 year gap between the death of there the was. Radio Shack and then the arise of the maker culture. Yeah. If yeah. that had been a little closer together, they might have been able to pivot and drones and all. Like like there's. There is a market now for these high-end technical things that you could put under one thing. But the other thing is, like, how uh, – I mean, uh, with Fry's and Best Buy, and they're having their problems, too, because Amazon is the fucking massive mind flayer that's destroying them all. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that any brick-and-mortar is, is going to survive that doesn't – that, you know, there's a couple places that, like, if you need to try on something – and take a picture of it and look it up on Amazon to order. Like I, uh, yeah, I, I would hate to be in a brick and brick and mortar business right now. Yeah, uh, no, it's, it's rough. And uh, Radio Shack was a casualty, but back then, yeah, it was definitely more like we're going to sell you capacitors and we're going to sell yeah. you little LCD screens and like all the stuff that you wanted as or or more more to the point, radio components, right? Right, transmitters and receivers and stuff like that. That you just couldn't get anywhere else because there was no internet. Yeah, and the fact that you know uh, you didn't have just like like these different types of nerds. It was like that was kind kind of the interesting thing about the seventies and eighties that like if you were a nerd, you just had this like broad band. You just assumed to have like you know like like I thought Bob was a great description because he was into computers, he's into electronics, he's into gizmos, he's into cameras, he's in he's just like he is a junkie for this 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 anything new in that arena uh-huh. and he keeps up with it because he's passionate about it. Uh and uh and now he's dead. 
<laughs> he got killed for it. But that's the thing. Like, I really like because, uh, you know, Hopper gets to shine so much. Yeah. And he's like, fuck yeah, I'll go flip some breakers. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but you can't. You got to do the computers. Like, okay, teach me basic. And it's <laughs> like, luck. yeah, it's like, it's just, that's no, like, you know, a man of action for the first time. Like, well, you, 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 you can't play. Now, what wasn't clear to me is why wouldn't Hopper come with me? Because like, with him, I thought. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, apparently, I I just that's a Freudian slip. I am Bob. I wanted Hopper to come with me <laughs> and be my boyfriend. Yeah, but, I, I don't know why he stays behind. I guess to guard seem, Joyce and them. It seems but, like that's the best of both worlds, right? You've yeah. got uh, you got the muscle, you got the brain. You got Jim the muscle and Bob the brain. The problem is all they got's one muscle, and I yeah. feel like he thought it was more important to guard Will and Mike and Joyce and Riser. But the thing um, is, uh, yes, but the thing is, is if Bob fails, they're all fucked. That's Bob's true. literally yeah. the only one that can, because can, I don't even, I don't critical. even think do- the evil Dr. Paul Riser knew basic. No, he said he didn't. Right. Yeah. So like, he's like, if, if that mission fails and everything else is, is academic. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Bob is a, a basic wizard. Uh, he gets in there and in the span of 10 seconds has mm-hmm. written a script to totally reboot all <laughs> yeah, of these systems. I wish they'd have spent a little bit. Like, I don't have to get Mr. Robot with it, but, like, I mean, Bob was just typing as fast as, like, a fucking, <laughs> you know, 9600 baud modem. Like, yeah, he, he was, but uh-huh. at the same time, like, if you know all the commands that reboot it, because I assume I didn't go back and, like, analyze the no. screen or anything, but I assume he's just typing in like uh, a standard batch script or whatever to run commands in a specific order right not but, like programming a system yeah but i, I guess what I, I, to be more realistic he would actually look at the code scan through it find out where it's unlocking lot but on the other hand it looks like all he really did it, it's just weird because he's just writing a script to to do things in a certain order but, but it then it eventually loaded up this like it's not a GUI but a command like interface where he's entering numbers and that to me it seems like all he did is like boot and then went to DOS prompt and ran you know yeah. lockcontrols.exe right so like I don't know whatever whatever but certainly Hopper or Riser could not have done that no 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 I just wish I see it's one of those things like I wish they had done a little bit of, and decided which way they wanted to go and keep it like consistent again I don't need Mister Robot but. <laughs> You know. Yeah, it's tough being a nerd watching watching these nerdy. It things. is, especially nerd of the Eric because like that's the yeah. shit. I was I was uh, I, I was all up in that stuff. So the, the Demogorgons got a hell of a meal here. They're definitely they gonna molt, right? I mean, the one we saw didn't... cheap shot at Bob's portly nature. Well, honestly, no, I Jim. mean, they eat a cat and you molt. <laughs> now it's time. To... No, they had they feasted on a whole facility full of yeah. strapping Marines and right. young nurses and. Potential Bob's risers. brains, and yeah, maybe a right. You know, risers. Uh, he's a man which himself. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 yeah. But and, the the somewhat confusing thing is the one we see later on that L kills or that Jane kills mm-hmm. uh, is not evolved beyond what it was beyond the demo dog, right? Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that they're all kind of like they're not all molting in in unison. Yeah, and well, we haven't seen one molt yet, yeah. so I assume that 
off screen during um, uh-huh. between eight and nine, they're probably going to molt. Yeah, they'll be full fledged demogorgons. Yeah, although I don't know, like or close to it. Why wouldn't L have killed all the demogorgons that were outside? It seems like maybe she, like they one. all they all went quiet. Yeah. Um, the other thing is before we go to Bob is like we we didn't give him all of his moments of awesome. He also was able to de- like the the de- got the herd the demogorgons using the sprinkler system. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. He could have saved himself if he was in Riser's position. Mm. If there were two bobs, yeah, he would have gotten out of there. Yeah, I think so. I think so. You drop a broom, ah, you just turn on another sprinkler, no problem. Yeah, uh, I like. Let's talk about the stuff with Dustin and Lucas because I thought that was pretty strong too. That okay. like Dustin, because he's hung out with Steve, understands something that even Lucas doesn't. That Lucas is essentially won the the war. The, he's won the love triangle. Yeah, that there is elect. There's genuine electricity between himself and uh, Max. Yeah, for sure. Uh, which I thought was cool. I also liked their increasingly petty arguments that was bleeding over into serious stuff. Like, you know, they're having this argument about who broke <laughs> the the rule of law yeah. and, you know, which was a more technical violation of it uh, than, like, when, when Dustin's trying to do his long-winded analogy about the mind flare. Um, you know, Lucas is in, a, it's, it's, it's not a metaphor, it's an analogy. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, yeah, that's the thing, like, I like that the adults were kind of calling, like, look, this is just a fucking game. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, well, how do you defeat it? Well, use our army of zombies because they don't have brains. Like, <laughs> It's uh, just a fucking game. Yeah. So they didn't have, I mean, on, and honestly, they had no solution. They had to go, the, the, you know, Will was the one that had the solution and L had the, or, or Jane had the power to do it. Um, yeah. And then. Uh, and I love that scene because every time they slap a monster manual down on the table, yeah. I feel a little tingle. Yeah, it's cool. It's really awesome. Uh, thanks goes to Sonos because they've essentially sponsored the season two run of Stranger Things, and that was very kind of them. And we're going to talk about their product. Uh, I don't think they did it, did it for kindness. I think. Well, yes, they probably is... did it because they want you to buy their <laughs> admittedly good products. They have an ulterior motive. They <laughs> yeah. want to. They want to. They want to the, the pawn off this superior audio. Uh, equipment to the unsuspecting public masses. We're going to make you suspecting. We're going to suspect it. You're going to suspect it of high quality uh, <laughs> gear. And the thing, the other thing I, like, thing I like about Sonos is increasing on this podcast advertising game, we're getting. It used to be like, you know, you just say whatever you want. Like, you know, re- enjoy the product and have, uh, have your own review. And like, as the years have gone by, I feel like I'm being put in more and more handcuffs about, you know, like you got to hit these talking points and make sure you don't say this and blah, this expires. And, and Sonos is just like, talk about your experiences with our product. Yeah. And that's, that's confident. That's confident. And I'm going to tell you my experience with the Sonos product. You open it up, exquisite packaging. Mm-hmm. The devices look amazing. You plug them in the wall, you download the app, and setup is complete. There's, there'll be a few more steps that the app will walk you walk you through. It's never it's never got hung up. It's I've never had to call support. Um, again, I grew up in the Radio Shack age, so that might not be impressive. But I'm telling you, it's <laughs> foolproof. Yeah. Um, and it's it sounds great. The one we're talking about today is literally the one Sonos One because they're getting into the voice activated, voice responsive. Uh, the Alexa, the Google at home kind of space. Which and this, I can't tell you how convenient that is. It really when, is. When you're cooking and you have fish juice covered covered head to toe right. on your body and you don't want to fuck your phone up, or like play, you just talk to it. You're playing video. You're, I'm playing a video game and I want to know what time it is or I want to know, like or you, like you said, setting timers. It's like yeah. There's all kinds of things. That, I'm not sure what you will use it for, mm-hmm. but I'm sure you will find a use because 
being, I mean, this is this is the fucking Star Trek future. This is, yeah. uh, I mean, I don't have a matter replicator yet, but like, uh, <laughs> Sonos has got the hey uh, uh, Earl Grey hot part down. <laughs> they do. Somebody else needs to get on the replicator part, but like, as soon as they're ready to go, man. Uh-huh. And this is like, this is the future. You want to know a random fact, like you know how uh, how far away is the Earth from the Moon, or you know, I don't know how many, f- how much does the Earth weigh, or stuff shit like that. It's it's uh, when does the movie start. Yeah. Uh, lots of cool stuff like that, uh, setting up reminders and calendars, appointments, completely hand-free. And, you know, I know some people have had different jaded experiences when they use their phone assistant or, mm-hmm. you know, what is like Siri or OK Google. But whatever the technology – see, <laughs> my phone. See? See, this is what I'm talking about. This shit right here. Uh, it's, trying to, it's, it's trying to be my faithful sir. <laughs> Can you? Can you? I don't know if you can. Sonos can because whatever sound system they're using, like the voice technology is just uh, uh, so much better than the stuff I've used in my phone. Yeah. So maybe it's maybe it's the quality of the sound itself because there are a lot of devices that will do this voice stuff, but yeah. not very many of them are really high quality audio gear as well. And the fact that this is such an amazing sounding piece of equipment and a, a super small package makes it all the sweeter. And again, don't take our word for it. Uh, you know, you you search for reviews on these Sonos ones, and they're just all glowing. They are. This this is high end gear that looks great, um, and sounds great, and does exactly what it says it's going to do on the tin. So, uh, how can they take advantage of the special offer Sonos is extending them, Jim? Uh, that offer is right now. You can get ten percent off one order of twenty five hundred dollars or less for any product on Sonos dot com. It's available for a limited time only. can't be combined with other discounts or promotions. But if you go to Sonos.com and you use the promo code uh, STRANGER10, in all capital letters, S-T-R-A-N-G-E-R-1-0, at Sonos.com, you will receive the offer. By the way, those those offer codes are always in the show notes. So if, you know, if you're, you're driving down the road, don't take your hands off the wheel. Yeah. If you had a Sonos in your car, you could say, hey, Sonos, remind me. Or yeah. hey Alexa, remind me to blah blah blah. But Give me that sweet offer. But but just just you know uh, keep your hands on the wheel. Wait till you get home. Look at the show notes and the uh, the link and the promo codes right there. And then Mike is still being an unconscionable dick yeah. to Max. Like I don't even get it. Like why do you have to in this moment assert that just because you know the truth you're not in our party? Yeah. Like why? I mean I because I I mean I've been in kid groups where. Hell, I've been in adult groups where, like, you know, we've got a set thing and we do this thing and then someone wants to bring in two more and I'm like, well, okay, now, okay, now we're bringing two more and, like, now we're our one party is split into two. This isn't as much fun as we were having and <laughs> I, I, I get it, but, like, yeah. damn, Mike. Yeah, no, Mike's being a shit here, but I'm hoping now that Elle is back, he can cool his jets a bit and actually get on board with a new party member. Yeah, have a couple just, new party members. Where does it stop? Where does it start? Stop, because like you know, four seasons from now, we're gonna have sixteen kids. That's not even a party anymore. That's, stops when they graduate, <laughs> like yeah. when they go off to college. Yeah, it's like when you get like where your your friend group can no longer sit at one table at fucking Applebee's or uh-huh. uh, Steak and Shake. Like you're not time even, to thin the herd. Yeah, you're not. You're either you either break up into two separate groups or yep. you're kind of you're kind of fucked. Yeah, and they got a pretty big group now. I. I assume season three we can expect, like, Steve and Nancy and Jonathan to be hanging out with them too, right? I mean, I know there's a pretty big age gap, but come on. You've I, been through some shit together. I don't know. I mean, I think like there's... Like Murray says, you got the that oh-so-powerful trauma, shared trauma. I, I think if they're going to do that, they need, a, they need a time jump. 
They need a flat. They need yeah. a, 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 and which that might not be a bad idea uh, because how long can you keep? But Nancy's gone for sure in a time jump. She's going to college. Uh huh. But I'm so, saying no, no. I'm saying like Stephen King's It time jump, like 20 years. They're all like they're now all, like like you shit. just recast everybody and you bring them back to Hawkins for some re, you know some crazy reason that's <laughs> happening in the future. Yeah, I don't see like that said, happening in the four no. seasons, four hmm. or five seasons we're going to get. No. Uh, well, it's an idea for a spinoff. There you go. Um, and I'd like to see how that would sh- like survive and change. And, and, and you- that was one of the kind of cool things, I guess, about it. And I'm looking forward to uh, seeing in the movies when they come back as adults. Because, like, you know, the things that make it special are the the children. Mm-hmm. And then how do you retain those characters but still recognize that they've grown up and they've changed and they've matured and they're different people and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, have, you, have you exhausted your Dustin and Lucas stuff? No, go go ahead no. if you've got some more. Oh, no, I was going to take it in a different direction. Then then please do that. Um, the scene with Will uh, where they strap him down mm-hmm. in the shed and they question him. Or they try, and, they try and appeal to the real Will inside this body. Uh, so I thought this was a pretty incredible scene. And I... <laughs> Like the performance that Schnapp, I, I forget his first name, but mm. the, this kid who plays Will gives is really, really powerful. Um, when he's screaming, let me go, let me go. Yeah. Uh, how many fucking times did this kid have to do that scene? I don't know. Because I can't imagine doing it more than once. I honestly. hope they had throat lozenges for him. Yeah. And yeah. then how, like, it, it looked like they were getting through and how deflating it was when, at, after all that was done, he just still goes back to let me go. Yeah. With, and, and they did, I don't know if it's digital manipulation or is the child actor doing it, but, like, they add a little bit of, a, like, a you know shadow monster to his voice. Uh-huh. Um, but then they found the, the Morse code then, uh, which was Yeah. And we find out a, a couple of cool things in that scene. Um, they built Castle Byers the night that their dad left. Right. Uh, him and Jonathan went out in the woods and built that. Well, that was mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, and of course... And the origins of his artistic ability, his mom yeah, getting him... giant box of crayons. For his eighth birthday where everybody else got Star Wars toys, and that was, you know, that yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, finding this way to communicate without the knowledge of the, the Mind Flayer shadow monster. Throw on some Clash. It makes it makes perfect sense. Like, AV Club for the win. Yeah, know? right. <laughs> These kids all immediately recognize, oh, that's Morse code. I thought yeah. that was cool. Yeah, and that's a, that's another thing that you can only really do in this time period. Because like, uh, I, yeah. I was, I was uh-huh. talking about in our season one coverage, like, I had the walkie-talkies that had the, like, that, 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 in fact, I'm pretty sure it's the exact same Radio Shack brand where they had that steel plate that <laughs> the, was bolted to the, the front that had all, all the, the different letters, codes, yeah. and, like, my, you know, sometimes just for, for, for shits and grins, we would try to communicate using Morse code. Mm-hmm. Um, like, nowadays, like, I guess kids would just do encryption, but you couldn't speak to someone strapped to a thing and, you know, RSA 256. No, or, no you can't. You know, you, 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 you can't. It just doesn't have, work. Fingers don't move fast enough for It's that. just like, you know, uh, people are increasingly realize what a narrative crutch it was to have voice mich- voicemail and um, answering machines. Yeah. Uh, that you could, like, have this exposition uh, very neat and efficient and tidy, and that just doesn't fucking exist anymore. Yeah, you can get some delayed text, or probably. or like the the <laughs> absence of cell phones added like some mystery and urgency and stuff yeah. that they just that doesn't exist and anymore. And a disconnect, yeah, exactly. Um, Sense this of is, isolation. This is, this is a story that you could only kind of tell in this little five to ten year gap. 
Yeah, no, it's super cool. Uh, I feel bad for Joyce, though. She definitely needs a new phone now that Nancy smashed it on the <laughs> ground and pulled it out of the wall. Yeah. How many phones will she go through before the end of the show? You know, the one thing that reminded me of, like, when they were they, they were redressing the shed, I'm like, this is so stupid. This is so much harder than just putting a fucking hood over the kid's head. <laughs> uh-huh. But then when I saw what they did with it, I immediately, like, well, yeah, but... They're trying to connect with him the, on a personal the, the, level. And, and the performance that they were able to get with them all around yeah. and Will reacting would be a shadow of itself if he's just strapped in with a, a hood over his head. And it makes sense. I mean, you want to look the kid in the eyes, right? Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. You're trying to You're make You're appealing to his humanity. Yeah. You're trying to punch through the, the shadow monster. Yeah, mind they just wall. didn't think about the phone. Yeah. It's too bad. Yep. Uh, and then that's it. Um I mean, Jane comes in, saves the day, snaps a bunch of Demogorgon necks. Yeah, the one thing we didn't talk about... I wonder, because um, it seems, feels like now that Jane's there, it's like, how are they going to lose? Because the yeah. Shadow Monster is many things, but it doesn't seem like it has any way to really interact with the world other than it's these, just Will. It's Demogorgon pets. Yeah, could it trick them somehow with Will? I mean, they're onto that. They're wise to it. Or is it going to do, like, battle with Jane on the astral plane? Maybe. Yeah, uh, is Jane going to get vaporized again? And we're going. I mean, I I wonder because as you yourself said, like how the fuck do they wrap this thing up in a single episode? A single episode. Now there's I mean, a chance you can close that, the gate, but what is that going to do? There's a chance now that they know they've got some runway with Netflix that they, it's just a cliffhanger. Maybe. Um, I don't know what I'd how I'd feel about that. I think I think they need to close the gate and we realize, oh, that didn't necessarily do the or whole it's gonna, trick. It's going to slow, but not... I, I guess they could do another thing where, like, maybe think, you think things are okay, but then, you know, Will's coughing up a slug. Or maybe it's Hopper's turn to cough up something because he's breathing <laughs> a lot of a lot of shadow monster, aerial sperm, or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, he was. Uh, I, I think at this point, my theory on the JVC is probably dead. I don't think it's going to help him. Um, to try and go in there with a video recorder and get some kind of evidence. Hmm. I mean, maybe they take it for fun. <laughs> Jonathan's like, right. oh, this would be cool to photograph. Right. Let me get that JVC. But closing this gate, I don't know I'll how do you do it. Yeah. Like, I mean, L's got to try it. L's the only one who possibly could. Surely the lab has, because like Riser had this uh, line. I also like the fact that we just completely abandoned, we just made a conscious decision that we're never going to learn Dr. Paul Reiser's name. It's oh, I know Paul his Reiser. name. I'm not it's, telling it. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, did, I just yeah. like, no, it's Dr. Paul Reiser. Shut uh-huh. up. <laughs> um, I, shit, I, for, I got so uh, Twitter paid with that, I forgot. The gate. Oh, the, the yeah. The gate. Like, he has a line where, like, it's not like they haven't tried closing it. Yeah. So it's going to be something. And it's huge now. We saw. Oh, it's, yeah. It's stories high at this point. Yeah. How do you close that thing? Uh, it's going to be, I wonder if it's going to be like Will and and Jane coming together. Because like yeah. Will is caught between the two worlds, like that uh, 3D Viewmaster, and Jane is able to enter into that world psychically. I wonder if they're going to have to like somehow hmm. merge or like mind meld or some kind of crazy 80s science fiction idea. Yeah, I'm honestly willing to follow them pretty much wherever they go on this one. Uh, so I'm excited to see what's next. Uh, one thing that keeps bugging me is whenever they stick a needle in Will's arm, I know they're using those like little retractable needles. Yeah. But it's like three inches long, and little <laughs> Will's noodle arm's about an inch and a half. They're either sticking him right through the bone or right... Like, I I, I keep on thinking that this needle's going to come out the other side and just... You know, it's like it's it's missing. 
It's missing. Have you guys never heard of like a fucking butterfly needle or like it's, you know, it is a little a little deep. I don't know why you need a three inch needle on this thing. And also, how the hell does Joyce did did I miss some backstory in season one where she used to be a nurse because she's administering medication, which, you know, knocking people out. They they pay anesthesiologists a lot of money to be able to know, like, okay, this kid's this tall and he's this. He's this uh, weight heavy, and he's got, got this metabolism, and pretty diminutive kid here. You might want to be careful. Yeah, I... that's the thing. The, here's the problem with possessing a diminutive 11 year old boy: is he can be held down, restrained, and knocked right. out. Right. Like if you possessed Hopper, it'd be a little bit harder. Yeah, I would not want to try to restrain Hopper. No. I mean, you, the thing about like, yeah, you can strain a, a, a young boy without killing them. I mean, the thing it's super psychologically effective, but like, try to. Try to restrain Hopper without killing him. Yeah. Good fucking, especially the disc group. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like, what's Riser going to do? Grab him? Yeah, or Bob. He'll get thrown down this Like, you might stairs. know basic Bob, but I think Will, I think, I think well, Hopper could just put you in orbit. <laughs> so, good luck with that. Uh, the one scene we didn't talk about yet is the stuff with Billy, which is frightening. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, so there, there's a scene where we understand why Billy is the way he is, and essentially. And why he treats his sister like that. Like, yeah. His dad trying to brute force this step family together is just tearing it apart. Yeah, it's disgusting. I like uh, Max's mom is obviously not cool with the way he's treating his son, but right. she's too cool for me. Like she needs to be a little less cool with this right. and tell this guy, "Look, I'm not cool with the way you treat Billy." And it's adding this tragic element that, like, I wonder if this guy has been violent and angry, and she's like, "Well, we just need a change of scenery." Right. And now she's in Indiana, and they're away from there. And it's yeah, like there's, mm-hmm. it, there's a, it's funny because you you mentioned the, how they did a poor job of establishing uh, Callie's gang. And yet, like, they're able to tap in and with very efficient scenes show you everything that's wrong with Billy and Max's family. Yeah. Um, in a way, I don't know. It's 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 hard to – it's really hard to shorthand character development, but you know enough about family dynamics if you've watched any kind of television to know that, like, this, this shit's bad. This is toxic. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, this and, is not the way to teach someone to be a good, kind brother, as he says. And what what's going to happen – like I'm, what I'm afraid is going to happen is Billy's going to show up after everything's said and done, and what is Max going to say to explain herself? <laughs> yeah, if she didn't believe Lucas, there's no way Billy believes right. her. I mean, she could take that, strap that Demogorgon to her back and show him that. And the only thing that Max has got going for is that I'm presuming she have Hopper. Like, I would like to see Billy swing on Hopper. Mm-hmm. I, no, seriously, I'd <laughs> like to see that. That would be hilarious. I don't think it'd go uh, so well for him. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I'm curious to see how they'll wrap all, how much they'll wrap up and how much they'll punt the next season. Yeah. All right. Maybe we should get back to the the end of the marathon. Yeah, once again, StrangerThingsAtBallMove.com for feedback on the season to wrap up podcast we'll be having in, uh, this week or next. I'm not sure if we've actually scheduled that. Um, I guess it depends on how much feedback we got in our schedule. But uh, we're mm-hmm. definitely going to do one. You're also, if you go to the forums.baldmove.com, there is a show thread for every episode on the forums. Uh, so you can keep up at your own pace and contribute there. Uh, then also, if you want to keep up with our marathon and, and see when we do schedule the wrap-up podcast where we consider the season two as a whole and maybe look forward to season three, uh, baldmove.com. Check that out, or go on uh, our social media or our social media presence, which I think those are all linked at baldmove. Just go to baldmove.com. 
Pick, choose your own adventure. It's a pretty cool place. You'll figure it out. It's a website. This is not 1984. <laughs> you, you know how this stuff works. Uh, yeah, let's get back into the episode, Jim.